Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is thankfully May 1st, uh, 2023. We can turn the page and eliminate, as if it never happened, April of 2023. Cardinals come into May 1, 10 and 19, second worst record in the National League on the heels of a 2 and 8 West Coast road trip. Not good. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't just act like it didn't happen because it did happen. And I think someone should have told the Cardinals that it counted as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, I'm not, I'm done being optimistic at this point. I'm, you know, I'm not even getting angry or upset anymore. It's just like I, I, I want to see how they're going to turn around if they're going to do it. Like if they have players that are capable of turning it around, because there is not one player on this team that's exempt. Actually, that's not true. Jordan Montgomery is the only player exempt from blame for why they are so bad right now. Him and Paul Goldschmidt, maybe those two. Everybody else. No, Gorman. No, he's been horrible the last two weeks. Well, the last, yeah, the last 10 days. He had a rough road. He's been trip. horrible since Seattle. So, like, yeah. someone's got, I mean, they put you up in the three hole and now you're going over every night. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's Goldschmidt and it's Jordan Montgomery and everybody else. Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Right. Uh, Nolan said in an interview with Derek, well, I guess in Derek, with to Derek Gould, we are playing not to make a mistake. Uh, that's pretty hard to win baseball, bro, when you're doing that. Fix you know it. that. Uh, right. Well, I don't know that it's fixable, dude. I, I really don't. It is fixable. I don't know. I don't know, is it? Like, then, I don't know. Then, the, then don't we question, then isn't Nolan Arenado supposed to be a leader on this team? Isn't Paul Goldschmidt supposed to be a leader on this team? Why is this not being fixed? Why is it not being addressed? I'm tired of seeing everything about Ali Marmol. You know as well as I do, baseball is a sport where you have to have leaders on the field. Ali Marmol can't do anything about this. He can't make the guys not play with a tight butthole all the time. They've got to do something about it. And the fact that it's taken this long, it took a two and eight trip for me to even hear a word out of Nolan Arenado. I like you. You someone's got to step up and do something about this. And Nolan looks horrible. Like I get that slumps happen, but as a superstar of a baseball team, you have to be able to be the one that gets them out of the slump. And he he's sunk them further. So yeah. I get the slumps happen. Now is not the time to have, be in a five for 45 slump. It can't happen. It's inexcusable. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, here's the thing. We can. And oh, but the firing squad is out, by the way, on Twitter. It's Turner Ward. Yeah, let's get rid of the guy who I've they've scored more runs this April than they did last April. You wanted to fire Jeff April. Albert, then why do people continue to blame batting coaches? Where, when does the player, when does accountability for the player's lack of execution start to become a thing? That, it's not like Turner Ward, like last year, I brought this up many times. I got blasted for it. Jeff Albert's not in there, not preparing the hitters. They're just not succeeding. Uh, and when do we maybe start to, to question? And I think you and I have, and I think a lot of people have, why is it our minor league development is so great? And then when they get to the major league level, it is rough for, and I know Major League Baseball is way harder. That's really the answer. State becoming a star at the Major League level is way easier than becoming a star at the Minor League level. We know that. It right? seems a lot harder but, for Cardinals prospects than every other team's prospects. I, I, okay, I agree. But do you think that, and this is what I wanted to bring up to you, and maybe you you would know this more than I do. Do you think that's just because we pay attention to all of the Cardinals draft picks, that we pay attention to all the prospects, and then we watch them on a day in and day out? Like if we went to... 20 other teams around the league. I mean, don't you kind of, do you think maybe they're having the same thing? The, the, the amount of superstars in this game is small. Uh, many of them are from Latin countries where you, where people have hit yeah. in the, in the international market where the Cardinals have not hit in the international market. I don't need a superstar. Um, I, I just wonder. 
I need an all-star. One. <laughs> One all-star. No, fair. <laughs> like, fair. look at the Braves. Their whole team is all-stars that they developed. Or two guys that Oakland developed. Oakland's developing all-stars at a higher rate than we are. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Matt Chapman is leading the world in OPS, I think, right now. And Matt Olson and Sean Murphy are both stars for the Braves. So, you, I don't know what the answer is. And Nolan Gorman's been good. He'd be an all-star if the all-star game was here right now. Like, he would probably make the team. But at some point, like, Donovan looks like he's turning around. The thing that's so frustrating, what do you pinpoint this on? It's not the starting pitching. But that's what we thought it was going to be. It's not. They've been great lately. Like, as far as I'm Jack Woodford, it wasn't good, but what do you expect? I don't know why he's still making starts. You're just throwing away games. Like, it's Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, to Matthew be fair. Libertor, not, he, went, he didn't even get out of the third. I mean, the no, 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 no. To be fair, you have said this since the beginning. Like, you have yeah, been consistent bad. on that. Right. Um, I, I mean, also, here's the thing, Dad. If you want to add into it, 18, 18 losses. In 18 of their losses, so they've lost 19, all right? In 18 of them, they've scored 44 total runs. That's what, not even two and a half. I'm not great. I'm not a mathematist, but it's almost two and a half, two and a half a game. You, yeah. I mean, what do you want? We don't have, and, and our pitching, like you said, has put us in there. I, I heard the stat yesterday. Brad Thompson dropped it. I should have written it down. I meant to, and then I forgot I got busy doing something. But uh, the amount of one-run losses for this team, especially on this road trip, I think they had three or four, three, maybe three or four on this road trip. Uh, it's lack of production. It's lack of hitting with runners in scoring position. It's lack of anyone stepping up in the offensive category, in the offensive oh, line. It is just, it, right. It, I don't know what else you do with this team. Like you, we, we said six weeks ago that this, I went back and looked at our podcast stuff and it, we, how this is maybe the deepest offensive team in baseball. They are scoring runs, but it's coming in bunches just like last year. They're not they scoring scored, runs. Well, no, what I'm saying is they, they've scored more this April than they did last April. That's all I'm saying. 40 more runs, almost. Almost a game a run. So almost a run a game. They scored 83 last April. I think they played less games, to be fair. But they scored like 120. Yeah, they started on the 7th. Right. That's why I said they played less games. So I understand that. Um, So it's probably fairly comparable. 4.24. It was like 4.1 less. So so not a lot. All right. Not a lot. But but when they do score, we've seen it. They score 10. They score 9. They score 13 whatever it is. And then when they don't score, they don't score. I mean, Clayton Kershaw looked like 22 year old Clayton Kershaw on Saturday night. Yeah. And let's get back to the one run game because normally that's, you know, a sign that either you're getting really lucky if you're winning a lot of one run games or you're not getting very lucky if you're losing a lot of one run games. Generally it's not sustainable to lose a lot, to win a lot because it's baseball. One thing, one ball doesn't drop and one ball drops for you and you win. Sometimes that's luck. But it doesn't feel that way because they're not doing the things to win a baseball game. It's Yeah, you sure you lost by one run, but that's because you hung a slider to Blake Sable when you shouldn't have found him a slider. Sure, you lost by one run. That's because Tommy Edmund made an error at shortstop. You would have won the game. So it's not like there's so many ways. They, they're good at losing games. That's what they are right now. They're not good at trying to win games. They're good at losing games, whether that's someone Drew Verhagen coming into the game yesterday and throwing a changeup over the batter's head whether that's Tommy Edmond making an A, whether that's Nolan Arenado going 0 for 4 every single fucking game, whether it's, like, I don't know, a base running mistake. Why are they not taking advantage of the base running rules? Everyone is running wild, and the Cardinals, who have a lot of speed, who are supposed to be this team that takes advantage, is gives it, I'll give an inch, it will take a mile type mindset, hasn't stolen any bases. Tommy Edmond doesn't even steal. He's on first base all the time. Why is he not stealing second? 
He's betting ninth for you. I don't understand. They're not doing anything well. And that's from Ali Marmol. That's from John Mosdaloc. And it's all the way down to every single player, except for, like I said, Montgomery and Goldsmith, because those two have done everything they can to try and win baseball games. Everybody else are contributing to losing. And I do like even Jack Flaherty, he's been great, but you go out there, they give you a two run lead in the first and you give it right back immediately. Right. Immediately. Yep. Which our pitchers seem to do quite often in your, in your home city. Like, how do you give it back like that? How do you hang Mookie Betts a slider first about the game that he destroys? Like have some kind of ball, somebody and like go out there and perform like your big league players. I get they are too, but how is no one stepping up in a situation where you need them to? Who knows how if Jack goes up there and puts a, a zero up in the first inning, how that changes not only the game, but the rest of the series. But no one is stepping up. So I, I don't understand it. You can't say jump out to a lead because then we blow it. We jumped out to a lead yesterday. Jake Woodford blew it. You can't say we can't come back from behind. Well, that's true. We can't, but we can't do either. So what are you going to do? Like, if you can't hold a lead and you can't get a lead back, you're not going to win many games. Do you? Do you associate any of this with missing Yachty, Albert, and Wayno? And really, let's say Yachty and Wayno, because Albert was just here last year. So you can't really say he's been a stable, a stabilizer in that in that bullpen or in that bullpen in that dugout in that clubhouse. He hasn't been, but Yachty and Wayno have been. Like they have been the stabilizing forces. Do you think there's something to that? That everybody's like, like when Nolan comes out and says we're playing not to make a mistake. Do you think everybody's looking at the guy next to them? to maybe step up and there's nobody in there saying, listen here, fuckers, so we are better than this. We're not playing like it. Sack up essentially and get out there and play ball. Do you, do you think there's anything to that or no? I, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I can answer that question. I'm not in there. I don't That's know. Fair. That's fair. But like, it's rhetorical I get, really. I get the question. And I mean, do I think Yadi mm-hmm. was a great leader? Yes. So does that mean that I then have to think that there's a hole when he leaves? I guess so. Like, you know, if you believe that there, Yadi had these intangibles on and off the field that very few people have, and that's why he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, then that means when he leaves, you also have to believe that there's, there's a little bit of a void, right? Right. Uh, what do you buy into? And you, you and I have been big Wilson Contreras. We're happy he's here. We're big fans. We've continued to be big fans. I'm going to continue to be a big fan. I have a jersey, all right? You have a jersey. We love him. But what do you buy into – do you consider this just fluky numbers or is there something to the fact that in the 19 starts that he's caught, the Cardinals have a, almost a 4.5 ERA and in the 10 starts that Kisner's caught, they have a 3.3 ERA. By the way, for all you people who want to get rid of Kisner, that's a pretty damn good backup catcher right there when, with what he needs to do. He doesn't need to hit. It would be great. I'd love if he hit a little bit more. Don't get me wrong. But this whole bring up Barrera, bring up Barrera, bring up whatever. No, that, that's why Andrew Kisner is there. There's a reason he has a spot on this team, and that's why. But do you buy anything into those numbers, or do you just see those as a very small sample size? It's fluky. Uh, what do you think? I just feel I, – I don't know if it's fluky, but I just – I feel like when I'm watching games, when Wilson's behind the plate – sorry. I, I don't think that it's on him. Like, it's not like I – there are a couple of times he's called pitches. I'll be honest, where I'm like, that was not the right pitch to call in that situation. But I'm I would be lying if I was saying I didn't do that with Yadi over the last couple of years. We made some pitches where I was like, I don't think that was the right pitch to call in that situation. But most of the time, when I see our pitch, our starting pitchers fail or our relief pitchers fail, I like it's on the pitchers. Like it's oh, Matt's hung another two strike changeup or curveball, so he hit a they have a home run. Like I don't ever feel like oh, Wilson, you know, like that's not how I feel. 
I thought the pitchers haven't been performing very well. And Wilson's caught the brunt of the games, and he caught most of the games early when they were really struggling. So that you know, platooned his ERA. Valid. So that's how yep. that's how I feel. Like he's worked well with Jack. I thought he worked he's worked well with Jack when they've pitched when he's pitched to him. So I I don't know. I would say I would say I think it it's a small sample and to use that stats kind of cherry picking for other people that have been using it. But okay. I mean, we'll see if the trend continues, then we can talk about it. But at the end of the day, like, isn't it, it's, it's also the pitching coach's job. It's also the manager's job to get Wilson and the pitchers on the same page to fix it. If it is a problem, I don't know if it is though. Um, let's talk about Ollie for just a minute. Okay. Cause you brought him up earlier, uh, being part of a problem. I mean, you have to blame everyone at this point. I agree with you, right. Outside of, like you said, Goldie and Monty, I think you have to blame everyone. Um, Couple uh, head scratchers. All right, the uh, Dylan Carlson at bat with Nolan Gorman sitting on the bench. Paul DeYoung hitting with Nolan Gorman sitting on the bench against a righty. Like it. I, okay, here's what I'm going to say. Ollie's comments make sense if you are above 500. That we got to get him some confidence. He's taking good at bats. I know. I also understand, by the way, that he has been better at run production than Nolan Gorman. I understand that over the last very small six days, yeah, whatever. That's not how. When you are fighting to win games, mm-hmm. all right, and this is not a knock at Dylan Carlson. You guys, everybody knows I'm a big Dylan Carlson fan, massive. But it was a shocker to me that you have your top one of your top two hitters sitting on the bench for just that moment, literally just that moment, and you don't go to him. That is a problem, not just to me, but it's got to be a problem to the other guys. Maybe not. I'm not going to say that. I'm not in that clubhouse. Probably I'm not going to say that. I hate honest. that. Right. It probably isn't. You're right. And I know if Dylan, it also if Dylan comes up big, huge, but he didn't. And so just leaving him on there, the optics of that twice, Paul DeYoung can never have Paul DeYoung hitting over Nolan Gorman. Let's be fair. I don't care That's how hot he was. He's gone, I, he's gone ice cold. Do what? That, that, the problem with me was the Paul DeYoung and Tyler O'Neill hitting over Gorman. Um, like in the inning before, because that's, I think, I believe it was Evan Phillips that was pitching. I could be wrong on that, but it was a righty that had was slider heavy. Um, so I felt like that was a good matchup for Gorman. Ruzdar Gratterall, not the greatest matchup for Gorman because he's got that 99 mile per hour turbo sinker. Um, and I kind of I was okay with him leaving Carlson in there because at the end of the day, like he he was playing great and he earned that opportunity. Like if you were talking about someone earning an opportunity, he had saved them so many runs of that game that I just can't imagine saying, Hey, thank you for helping us get kick rocks. Like, I just, I don't like that, especially when no one else is performing. Like Nolan Gorman didn't perform the day before I would have given that at bat to Dylan, but I would have given Tyler O'Neill. I mean, Nolan Gorman, the at bat over O'Neill or DeYoung, DeYoung would have been my choice, but, or O'Neill, like you had two top opportunities to do it and you just stood pat and didn't do it. That's the problem. But Carlson earned I mean, you were talking about earning an opportunity. I thought Carlson earned that opportunity. He's been hitting better. Against okay, that's lately. Fair. As far as I'm concerned, Dylan Carlson is my everyday center fielder and he's not coming out of the lineup. He's not at yeah. all. No I, I think it. I agree with that. Um, I, to be fair, I was at a concert down here. I was at the Andy Frasco show, so I was not watching the game. I was just trying to follow along a little bit on my phone, and then I followed along on Twitter, which you, I, I get the news. I just can't get the breakdown because none of it's ever really correct. Well, I probably, get so. Well, I get the I get the thought the the move in that exact situation to it would have been Nolan Gorman. Like that would have been the thing right. that would have made the most sense. Do I have a ton of faith in Nolan Gorman hitting a two-run home run against Bruce Dar Gratterall? Not really. Like, not not really. I honestly think there's a higher chance that Dylan Carlson gaps a double than Nolan Gorman hitting a home run there. So, okay, it, it is. Let's what it talk is, a little. But, sorry, sorry. Let's talk good. a little bit about the roster construction here because I know this is kind of what we want to get into. Um, last week, obviously, they DFA Taylor Motter. 
um, to create room for Paul Dion on the roster, bring him up. Paulie D starts off hot. We're back to what Paul Dion has been for the last couple of years. Now, we don't know if that's going to continue. I'm not going to blame him by any means when everyone else is struggling. However, Taylor Motter, then all of a sudden Jordan Walker sent down. We re-signed Taylor Motter, put him back on the 40-man. He's back here. Uh, did he appear once in the 10, in the, in the the road on the road trip? So explain to me, okay, you already got the backup catcher. We've talked about that. Who Kiss has been playing a little bit more. Uh, well, not a lot, but a little bit more. I think he played two games on the road trip, maybe three, maybe three. Three, I guess. Three or four. Okay. Um, you're playing with a t- you, the M- MLB has given us a 26 man roster. We're playing with 25. All right. I'm not counting kids. What, what on a team that is desperate for offense, explain Taylor, the Taylor Motter decision to me like I'm five. That's what I need you to do because I don't understand a team in today's day where you are on a 10 game road trip to the West Coast where we talked about how hard that is. And we also predicted by the way, they go six and four, they went two and eight. Actually, we said they had to go six and four to prove to us that they might be legit. They're not. Um, How can you play down a man in that situation and look at your fans and look at your players? Like you need every, every hand on deck. Am I, I, I'm just, I'm perplexed is the only word that comes to my mind right now. Um, I can answer the question as why they did it, but I don't agree with it. So I think it's stupid, but they did it because they wanted more stability in the lineup every day. They wanted to have a rotation of guys who were playing every day. Um, so that's why they did it. Like it, it, they, John Mazzelak was on KMOX yesterday, basically said, <clears throat> sorry, we, Taylor Modern knows his role. He's not going to go into the clubhouse and ask for more playing time. That's basically what he said. Um, okay. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, why do I care? He, hold on. Can we rewind just 10 seconds? He, I did not hear that interview. I do not have team. Yes, he down here. Say it. I mean, I could get online, but on the line, but he's, that's what he said. He's, it was, he was on sports on a Sunday with Tom Ackerman. And that's what he said. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do I give a single shit if Ollie, Ollie's like, you're making moves because you don't want guys asking for more playing time. So you want a guy that's, this knows he's so bad uh, yes, he's gonna be playing yeah right why don't you just get a i'd rather have your pez up here saying give me at bats i want to help the team win than Taylor okay. Motter eating our spread after eating the spread after the game and making funny faces in the dugout like i don't what's i don't understand it's, it's okay so let's now let's take that to the next step which is what you and i really kind of want to talk about and that is we've got to start making some roster moves here on this team um let me just give you a stat two stats i think that might blow your mind a little bit, okay? Well, it might not. Uh, Yepes, Juan Yepes, we're big Juan fans on this show. Massive, right? Uh, the whole family. We're fans of the whole family on this show. Um, Juan, came, Juan played three games while he was here. He had a 149 OPS plus. We sent him down. Let me give you the stat that blew my mind this week. Juan Yepes at AAA, 154 games. That's essentially a AAA season. Right. I think they play right around 150 games, something like that. 150, 540 at bats, 38 doubles, 41 home runs, 126 RBIs, 282 batting average and a 943 OPS. But we have a guy that doesn't want to play or doesn't want to ask for playing time over Juan Yepes, who, by the way, is raking along with Luke and Baker, who is absolutely destroying baseballs. And I'm I understand the other young whatever. Luke and Baker's 26. Juan Yepes is what, 25? They're not 20. These aren't 20 year olds who need to develop at the AAA level. Uh, you have heard me say this forever. 
I want my best 25. I say that because the backup catcher, whatever, right? I want, and honestly, Kisner is your best option. So I want the best 26 on my team every fucking day that we play. We are not doing that. We have an opportunity when you got a load of guys, Donovan, um, Carlson, and, and I'm with you on Carlson center field, but O'Neill Burley is, is dropped a little bit. Uh, we got guys who are, in Arenado, who are not performing offensively. And these two guys are absolutely, it was kind of like what Nolan Gorman was doing last year at AAA when everybody's like, what are we doing playing Paul DeYoung 60 games when Nolan Gorman's doing this? You can't tell me that we can't find a way to get Nolan Gorman at second base and get these guys in the lineup when you need offense. I, I, I mean, I don't understand. Well, you can't have a defensive specialist at every position, dude. No, actually, I think they have the opposite most days now for some reason. Th- this team, is, I agree, Juan Yepes is a guy I'd call up. But the, the thing that's so frustrating to me is this team is so hypocritical with the way they admit, with not only the way they speak, but the way they've um, constructed a roster. How are you a hypocritical roster constructor? Like, how, how, how do you say your defense is so valuable to you and then you've put a team out there daily that's not good defensively. I, yeah, and then you have your best hitter that's not one of, one of your better hitters that doesn't play good defense in the minor leagues. So so why what's happening? Why is Tyler O'Neill not a good left fielder anymore? So wh- I don't understand what's happening with this team. There's so many things. And yeah, I, I want you Pez would be up here tomorrow. Like that's what I would do. Um, and I would send down somebody that would shock people. And I don't care who it is. But it's someone, maybe they don't even deserve it. I don't really give a shit. But it's someone that sends a message to the clubhouse. Hey, like this guy just got sent down. It's time to fucking go. Like this is not, you can't play like this but see, anymore. Whether, to that's me, that's Eddie, they did. whether it's Tyler O'Neill, I don't give a fuck. Send one of them down. Okay, I under, like, why well, you can't, I don't know if you send O'Neill down. Um, I think he can. But I, I understand what you're saying, but they've done that twice, dude. They sent Juan down when he didn't deserve it, really. And they sent Jordan though. Walker down. Uh, they've already done it. Send someone down where people are like, what, where, where's Tommy? And Tommy, I'm not saying Tommy exactly. Like Tommy should probably not be the one to go. So you just, not Tommy. You just, poor Tommy <laughs> just took a massive ricochet yeah, shot. He's not been Tommy, very good, it? by the way. No, he hasn't. Well, He's cost us two games defensively. Okay, but, I understand. Well, here's why. That goes back to your defensive thing. Hold on, hold we on. Had, we knew coming in who our best center fielder was. For the first 15 games, we didn't play him in center field. Now we know who our best shortstop is. Maybe the best defensive shortstop in the game. One of them, obviously. He's playing second base so that we can get Paul DeYoung in the lineup. We're back to that, dude. That's the problem. I mean, yeah, Tommy's making errors out of position that on places he should make. Do not get me wrong. I'm not making a, a like I'm not, not making an excuse for him there. No, agreed. I agree with you. However, that's twice. I mean, why not? We might as well put Contreras in center field. Like, let's just get back everybody out of position. Second. Tommy was a goal glove second baseman. That just doesn't make any sense. But I wasn't anyway, making I an want, excuse for him. I want to reiterate, I didn't, Tommy's not the one I'd send down. I don't know who. But, sir, I, I mean it, though. Like, someone that would, like, Brendan Donovan. I don't know. And he's been good lately, too. The problem is everyone's, like, mediocre enough to where I'm like, okay, well, they're not worse than the other people. Like, I I don't I don't know what you do at this point. Like, Nolan Gorman's been good. Goldie's been good. Um, that's it. Newpar, he's been really good too. Those three, everyone else, it's like, like who's going to step up? Why is Nolan Arenado so bad? So like he's so bad, and I, I I'm sorry to harp on it, but if you're losing and it's well, the team's not going anywhere without him. So if you want to look at a reason why they're nine games under, if he was performing like he normally does, they probably would be maybe four games under. I know they want to be nine. 
How many big situations has he come up in and looked horrible? He's taken one-handed swings. He's taken, like, check swings that are pop-outs. He, I, I don't understand what's going on, and I don't know why why it's such a prolonged slump. Like, how, when did this start? He's hit, like, one home – he's hit, like, two home runs, Dad, in his last – like, going back to last year, in his last, like, six, 50 or 60 games. Well, he really only like had a cut. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, because I could be. He only had a couple pretty, really good games in the WBC, didn't he? I mean, he wasn't. He was pretty good in the WBC. I think better. Okay, than better than I maybe than I recollect. But um, here's what I would do, and then I'll get your take, and you tell me what you would do. Here would be my moves. These would be my roster moves. Modder is back to AAA. If you want to DFA him again, I'm okay with that. Um, but yes, I don't know that you have. To, you don't have to create a spot on the 40-man roster, so there's no need to do that. He'd go back down to Memphis. Juan Yepes immediately would be back here and be in my lineup on Tuesday. I don't care if they're facing a righty or a lefty. I don't care. He'd be in my lineup. Boom. Even better. Even better. Two, Jake Woodford would be back at AAA and Matthew Libertor would be up here. I don't know when they're when they are going to um, activate Wayno. Have you heard a date on that? He'll be pitching with Woodford's next start. Okay. So then Max is in my bullpen. Okay, That's what I'm doing. He, okay, but he's pitching tomorrow. Matt, and, I thought they were contemplating skipping the start. Yeah, but they're not. He's going to well, pitch tomorrow. But okay, the well, that's what like, I would have done. So now poor Matthew Libertor, who, by the way, 2.14 ERA with 12K for nine. There's a reason well, before you go yell at me. Well, I wanted to explain the reason, and then you kept going. Libertor can't start tomorrow. He's not on. He's no, not. I know that. So I, I think they're going to give Matt one more chance. And if he's bad, he's done. I think he's done the rotation, maybe for the next three years. Like, like if, he might be an expensive Andrew Miller that's not Andrew Miller. So, I I don't know. Matthew Libertor has been great. He's throwing harder. He's, but he's still a guy that's only going to give you five innings. Like, he's he doesn't go deep in the game. So I right, I not even Triple A. He doesn't go deep in the game. So I don't even know what the answer is here because it's so it's so difficult. Like I was looking at it, I was like, you can't send down these guys. I'm not sending down Burleson. He doesn't deserve that. I. I want Walker back. This is, you know what they should have done? They should have started Walker at AAA because now we could be like, let's bring up the youngest siding prospect, you know? Right. And that's like, right. well, we can't do that because they sent him down. So I don't know what you do. Yeah, I think Woodford going down and Wainwright being activated is quite a pretty obvious one. Not even a move they have to make yet. They probably might won't make that until Wainwright starts. Can I ask but they could send down Woodford. Question? What? Is Wayno on the four? Like, did, did they? They didn't take. He's still considered on the forty man, correct? Even though he was hurt, like day. they didn't. Okay, so so they don't have to make a corresponding move. That's that was no. my question on the forty no. man roster. Okay, cool. Is Liber- Libertor's on the forty man as well? So that if they brought him up, they don't have to make a corresponding roster move either. There, um, but I just think Juan Yepes has to be up here. Poor Luke and Baker. I don't know what else that guy's got to do trading. Like, let's get him out of this organization. He's going to go somewhere maybe and be able to be successful at a big league level. All he does is hit home runs right now. He's playing decent first base. I, I've watched a lot of those games because those have been more exciting to me than the Cardinal game. So I've been watching Memphis baseball a little bit, and that team is fun to watch. By the way, Oscar Mercado's doing a good job there. Uh, Moises Gomez back in the fourth He's slot. The I mean, huh? I'm gonna have to watch Oscar Mercado play center field. I don't think that's the move. That you're not. You think they're gonna bring up another outfielder to confuse Ali even more in the outfield? I don't know what they're doing, Dad. I don't know. We have a guy on the bench that got DFA'd by like one of the worst teams in baseball like three years ago. He hadn't had an right. RBI in three seasons, and we pinch hit him with the bases loaded, two outs, and right. Brandon Donovan up. So what do I know? I don't know what they're gonna do. Sometimes I think they can't do what they're actually doing <laughs> right. right now. 
and they're doing um, it. One thing that is cool for Cardinal fans, and I'm not there, uh, is that the Angels are in town. So go out and see Mike Trout and Otani, if nothing else. Uh, and my boy Logan Hoppy, is he back? Is he still hurt? I don't even He's know. I've watched the Angels. Is he out for the year? See, that's what I, that's how much I paid attention to what happened with him. Your boy. Um, He's your boy. He's been out for the year for two weeks. <laughs> well, I was a fan of him. Um, Sandoval, who uh, pitched well against the, for, against us in the WBC. Uh, and then you get Otani on, on Wednesday. So you're not winning that game, right? Uh, Thursday, uh, K- Griffin Canning, who knows? Don't know about that one. Uh, Sandoval's been pretty good this year. He's two and one with a three point one ERA. He is a lefty. He is a guy we should hit. That doesn't mean anything. I don't. I don't know anything anymore because this team is ten and nineteen. Caleb, this is a team that you and I you predicted to win what ninety eight games? No, I said seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> ninety eight games. What I am not. They would have to go eighty eight. I can't even do that math now. They'd have to go eighty eight and something over the last. Whatever it is, uh, there's 133 games left. Huh? There's 133 games left. I think so. It'd be 88 and what 50? 58 and 43, 45, 88 and 45. They have to play 700 baseball to get there. That's what the Braves did last year. Um, Okay, this isn't the Braves. We don't have a Spencer Strider. I'm not saying we're the Braves. I'm just saying it's been done. So watch out. I don't know. Here's Um, the thing. Here, here, here's the the real thing. I, I'm still not saying the Cardinals aren't going to make the postseason. By the way, I still think they can. Like, there's so much time left. You don't know what's going to happen in a baseball season. They go. They have a May that's five games above 500. You enter June four games under. You're not out of anything at that point. We can agree on that, right? Like, like you yes. can get back in this thing by June if you turn it around. Um, you have a six game homestand against the Angels, who Otani and Trout are tantalizing figures. You look at them and you say, oh, my gosh, don't let those guys beat you. They're incredible. Having to face Shohei kind of sucks. You kind of almost wish, you you know, maybe you missed that start. But that's a very beatable team. They're not very good. They're not a very good baseball team. All the way around, not very good. You go and you play the Tigers. They come to us this weekend. I mean, anything less than four and two is like you at some point. I'm not saying they're going to go four and two because as of right now, I would predict they might go one and fucking five. I don't know what they're going to do. But at some point, you're going to have to turn around and it's not going to be, a, it can't be a gradual, oh, we're 500 in our last 10 instead of 200. Okay. It's got to be, okay, we're winning baseball games in a row now. Dad, this team hasn't won three games in a row all year. This game has won, hasn't won two games in a row since Colorado. Two in a row? How? How are you? How does that happen? Uh, just just for our fans watching uh, that don't watch West Coast baseball, which we talk about quite a bit, really you've got the they got four guys in their lineup that you watch out for. Obviously, Trout and Otani, Elite they do hit home runs. They do hit home runs. Hunter Renfro having a very good year looks just like Mike Trout. If they stand by each other, you might not you might not know who is who. Uh, and then Brandon Drury off to a really good start, um, as well as far as in the power department. So you know those are the Brandon four guys that can scary. beat you. Do what? It's a Brennan Drury. How frightening. I'm, I mean, 743 he, OPS and seven home runs. Yeah, but he was, hor- he was horrible. And then he went five for five in a game. I would love for one of our guys to go. What are you talking Goldie about? Goldie was like, four for five. Brennan Drury would be lost. hitting third on our team. No, he wouldn't. That's like good. He's the OPS everyone else on our team has. Here's a, I get, okay, you didn't even mention Anthony Rendon. <laughs> he well, he hasn't been good. 
He's, yeah, he's he does have 12 RBIs. He got the money and ran, I think, but he slapped a fan once. That was fun. But we, I, I don't know what we're uh, – yeah, I mean, Otani and Trout are two of the best players ever, to be quite honest about it. Like, right. Well, Choi Otani's doing right now is almost unimaginable. He's he's great. He's like a cartoon character. He's, he's amazing. So we're going to lose the second game of the year. <laughs> the series. So sweep's not going to happen. I don't, I don't even want to predict because I, I don't know what to predict. Because I still look at this and I say the Cardinals should win this series. They should be able to beat Griffin Canning with Jack throwing on the third game of the year series. Stephen, the thing that sucks is that they should have thrown Stephen Matz against Shohei and said, you know what? Loss. <laughs> then we're losing that one. Let's throw Michaelis against Patrick Sandoval because we have a fucking chance. But Stephen Matz, throw him to the Wolves. He gets Otani. And if we somehow win, great. But we're probably going to lose anyway. So let's just get Stephen. Can we talk about Stephen Matz? Because I don't think we've talked about him at all. Yeah, well, hold on. We have, because I picked him to be the, the guy who would be yeah. a bounce back here. So let's yeah, be honest. That was wrong. on me. This is all on okay. me. I, this should be his last start in a Cardinal uniform unless he goes out there and goes seven shutouts. He is so, so bad. And I don't even want to show your code anymore. I'm tired of this fucking team. I'm tired of trying to be nice. He can't hit a spot. Have you ever seen somebody that can't locate like he can? No, he There cannot. are at bats, Dad, where I swear to God, he misses location five times down the middle every time. I don't even understand it. He has to be the worst pitcher in baseball on two strike counts. He just leaves curveballs over the middle of the plate and they get destroyed. It's like he's begging him to get smoked. And then he looks upset when the umpire doesn't give him one call and starts jumping around on the mound like an idiot. Yeah. I hit a corner, dude. I don't understand how you have been a major league baseball player for what's he been, eight years, nine years? How long has he been around? How, it's been you, a while. how can you not? How can you not locate anything? It's like I normally don't. I normally don't even notice this. Like when people aren't locating exactly how they should. With him, it's just you can watch that little. I don't know what it's called. It's a game cast or whatever's on your phone. Yeah, the game cast. Yeah. If you were to watch it, it would just be in play runs, and it would be sinkers showing in the middle middle box. It's an in play parenthesis runs. That's what it would say every single inning. I don't understand. Like the video game when I was a kid with the little players are just running around the bases when you hit a home yeah. run, it just keeps going and going and going yes. and going. Um, that would be that hey, would one be one question the that Mariners. I had for you. Any concern on Zach Thompson? Um, not really concerned. I think he just doesn't have a good feel for whatever's going on right now. Um, okay, it's not something that I'm concerned about because relievers go through stretches where they're going to walk people, but it is something that he needs to correct quickly because. You know, it's a great thing. Henesis Cabrera's has kind of been able to take over that role for now, which is great. Good for Henesis. But we do need Zach Thompson to be good. I think he'll be fine. He just doesn't have command of his stuff right now for whatever reason. I don't know what the reasoning is, but I think he'll be fine. I'm not really concerned. The guy I do think we overblew. That sounds bad. That sounded bad. The guy yeah, that no, I think, you said that, by the way. I, okay, I you know, we're just going to move on. You know what I said, and I'm <laughs> moving on. Okay. Drew Verhagen is yeah. back to just being dog shit. I don't know. Terrible. Yeah. I, I'm t- I, I feel like I'm like bullying these players and I feel bad about the verbs I'm using, but I am so sick and tired of watching people come in and just give away baseball games. And that's what Drew Verhagen's doing right now. How do you, Wilson called for a change of blowing away and you threw it over the right-handed batter's head. Yep. Twice. How? how? Twice. If I, I don't think I, I was one of the worst pitchers in, in middle school of any middle school pitcher you ever fucking see. I never did that. I don't understand. What <laughs> you had a couple good games these, in the summer. I don't understand what's happening with these major league baseball players and why they're playing like 
high school baseball players. What what is happening? Yeah. You explain it to me. No, I can't. The one thing that is wild to me is in spring training, you know, obviously what we saw and, and you know, we did say on here, temper champions. the expectations, it's spring training. But right, World Series, the spring training champions, temper the expectations of spring training. However, also get excited because it is baseball. So, you know, you are playing against other guys trying to win a job. We, we understand that. But it is wild that then once that day, like first series was fun. Like that was a good fun series, Toronto. Um, after that, it just seems like all these guys were given an opportunity. And we talk about, you and I have said since December, I don't know how they're going to choose. Well, they chose everybody and nobody has really stepped up, to be honest with you, except Nolan Gorman. I know he's, I know this is what Nolan Gorman is going to do. Up guys, overall. understand, he's going to be streaky. He's going to get back on a hot streak again. This is what he's going to do his entire career is he's going to go through these stretches where he looks like the greatest player in baseball. And then he's going to go through stretches where he struggles and his whiff rate's gone up a little bit, whatever. Please go. Um, and if you want Kyle Schwarber, he's one of the strictest right. hitters on the planet. Agreed. Like, at the Agreed. end of the year, you're going to get, you know, the 30 to 40 home run production that you want. But Kyle Schwarber goes through streaks where he looks like he's not even a real baseball player. And then yep. he'll go through his stretches in June most of the time where he hits 12 home runs in a month. And you're like, oh, he just carried us for a month. Nolan Gorman's going to be more like that than he is Goldie. Nolan, when he doesn't look like a, a fetus trying to swing a baseball bat. When it, he looks, he's going to look more like the streaky power hitter, Adam. But I do think, I think the thing that's encouraging with him is his expected batting average is really high. I think he's going to be a 270, 280 hitter. I think he has that in him, which is exciting because I, I always thought, uh, well, maybe 240, you know, but with a lot of power, which is perfectly acceptable to me if he does that. Agreed. But I do think he's going to be maybe a 270, 280-ish hitter with some doubles and singles sprint in there as well, which that's a development I didn't see coming, which I think we should take as a positive. I agree. And also with that, he also gets on base. Like he's also an OBP. He's, like, he's an OBP guy. He takes a lot of walks. Now, like I said, his chase rates up a little bit. That's going to happen. It's not though. I mean, his chase has been well, great. it's up a little bit. Lately, but still, yeah. I mean, he's in the 75th percentile. So he's been yeah. better than I mean, 75 in the league. And last year he was really bad. Like he, he takes some pitches that, um, <clears throat> Yeah, he has a lot of bad strikes called on him too, by the way, that would be add to his help, help his chase, right? But he's been taking some really, really good pitches, even now, which is it. Like he took two walks um, against Dustin May and while struggling. Like if, he, if you're going to be able to get on base while struggling, that's a good sign. That's what we talked about with Jordan Walker is he doesn't have the walking to fall back on. He doesn't have the defense to fall back on when he's struggling. It's, hey, you better be hitting or you're really providing no value. You're providing kind of negative value. Nolan Gorman, he's found a way to, to fix his walk issue. And even when he's not when he's not seeing the ball well or swinging well or whatever it is, he's still providing value by getting on base, especially the three hole in front of Nolan Arnado. So he's made some big strides this year. And it looks like it's sustainable so far, at least. Um. Yeah. So we're not making predictions is what we're saying. We can. Um, can Juan Yepes be on the team by, by the end of today? No, it'll be before the game tomorrow if anything happens that we find out. Okay. He might be on the way right um, now. Here's my but... prediction. Cardinals go one and two in the series okay. against the Angels. Tell us, call it, Caleb. Call the sweep again. Like, <laughs> you did against the Dodgers. Do it. Can you yeah, do I was that trying to me? ride a high. What <laughs> high? Me... They won they one did... game in Frisco <laughs> they... against a terrible baseball team. They didn't give me. They didn't give me getaway day hope this time. So I'm not as I'm not as excited about this. It, series, it but, is also one thing that we hold on before you make your prediction. We have not mentioned this. They have yet to win a series opener all fucking year. Uh-huh. Not one. Yeah, I don't really even. They've care won one series. Is that right? No, they've won. 
They've won two. Um, was I it believe. two? Colorado and Toronto. God, is that far? That's sorry. right. Okay, two. You're you're right. Who Toronto? Who by the way is playing good baseball right now? So hey, look at us. We beat them. Yeah, we played them when they were horrible at the game. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I I don't think they're gonna lose the series. I don't. I think because I think the Angels suck more than we do. The Angels suck, Dad. We're not playing a good team here. If we were playing, if you were telling me the Atlanta Braves were coming in today, I would say they're losing three and they might cry on the field or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to say the Angels have a winning record, bro. I don't give a fuck. They're going to suck and they always suck. Let me talk. I'm going to predict that they're going to lose the series, not because I believe it, but because. I need to switch something up here, and I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna reverse I'm psychology. Gonna do my, I'm, yeah, so they're lose. They're getting swept. They're okay. getting swept, and Shohei Otani. Right Shohei Otani is gonna is gonna like drag his nuts all across the arch on his way out. I don't know. He what might. He might. What can embarrass the this city? What what can it be? Because the Blues stink. The Battle Hawks didn't make the XFL playoffs. Some team with a losing record made it over them, and they were like six and two. I don't know how that happens. The Rock had have fixed that. And then you've got, like, and then, I mean, the Cardinals suck. What do we have? We have a soccer team. I mean, no offense to them. I'm not invested yet. They've been here for two days. So, I, I, I don't know. The state of St. Louis is going through it. Like, our, that our fandom this year has been really bad. We had to watch Andy Dalton as our quarterback. Zion Williamson doesn't play. Yeah. The Blues stink. We trade away my whole Carolina childhood. Does, Carolina didn't make my the whole, tournament. We trade after, away my whole after, childhood, Dad. Vladdy and Ryan O'Reilly gone. And now the Cardinals, I, who knows, is Goldie going to be a Pittsburgh Pirate by August? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm over oh, it. Oh, it's, it's, it's a And also, here's the thing with the Angels. You can say they suck. They are 15 and 14. And they do will have the two best players on the field at all times in this series. So that's a fact. Like, yep. I, I mean, I think if the Cardinals, if the Cardinals but yes. eke out a win, they'll be ha- I'll be happy. No, you can't be happy, Dad. Even if they I will do be. that, it might exceed your expectations, but still you can't be happy. Because at some point, they're going to have to turn this fucking thing around. And if you know, it starts with Nolan Arenado. If he comes out and he lays a dud and he's two for 12 with no extra base hits, the guy hasn't had an extra base hit since I was like 14, I think. I don't know what's happening. If, if he goes out there and lays another dud, like at some point, dude, you're going to have to step up. It's, the calendar's turned to May. Um. As Justin Timberlake would say, it's it is it, it, well, you can't say it anymore. It is May now. I don't understand. I don't understand why this team is so bad. I don't I don't uh, understand. Now no one did sense. have a terrible no one did have a terrible May last year. So let's hope that maybe it's a reverse. We're yeah, let's hope. Um I'm okay, sure let's, gonna turn uh, there's one more thing I want to get to uh that I think we have to obviously talk about, and that's the passing of Mike Shannon. Um I think Look, just to give you a little bit, I mean, you grew up listening to him as far as the TV goes and then the radio, as far as that goes. You, I was lucky enough, I think I was five. My parents owned a, uh, a restaurant in a little town called Bunker Hill, Illinois. And one of the vendors gave me this transistor radio and it looked like a cheeseburger. Like he wrapped it up and handed it to me. I thought I was getting a cheeseburger. I was kind of pissed that it was a radio. But turns out, bless you, turns out like for me as in my youth, every night, when I'd take a bath to get ready for bed, I'd take that radio in and listen to Mike Shannon and Jack Buck. Like that was my nightly thing. I'd fall asleep to their, their voices. I literally grew up for however long listening to those two guys. I was lucky enough to meet Mike Shannon once at Shannon's restaurant. 
just shook his hand, told him I was a fan. He was incredibly nice to me. Like, I think he was incredibly nice to every human he ever met. Uh, to lose another legend in St. Louis broadcast history, another voice from my youth, um, was really a, a rough day yesterday. And, like, there's not enough to be said about him. Local St. Louis legend, CBC, goes to Mizzou. Mizzou's football coach says, had he not gone to play in the it, it, with the Cardinals, probably would have won a Heisman at Mizzou. Um, wins two World Series championships, only plays for the Cardinals, then gets hired on as the voice of the Cardinals. What a fucking dream, and what a life, and what a career, and what a guy. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. I mean, he's all I ever knew on Cardinal Radio whenever I'd listen to it because I wasn't watching the game. Um, it really, it's, it's obviously incredibly sad, but he lived, I mean, he lived a great life. Um, I saw a picture of the team he was with, with Red Chain Dinks. It was him, it was Kurt Flood, it was Bob Gibson, it was um, McCarver, maybe? Who have been on that team. Yeah, McCarver was on that team. There's so many, I mean, he, 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 I mean, he's like the ultimate Cardinal legend. Like, he's not the best player to ever play for the Cardinals. He might be, he's probably the best radio announcer. I mean, he's up there with Jack Buck, so I won't say he's the best. Or anything. Harry Carey, um, um, Tim McCarver. I mean, look yeah, at I mean, that. Like, we've lost two in the last couple months. Yeah, but he's done everything um, you could want to do in a Cardinal uniform, honestly, or in a Cardinal organization. So uh, it, it is obviously incredibly sad, but I mean, it was kind of cool to get on Twitter and see all the stuff going around of, like, all the appreciation for him, but also all of the yeah. great moments he had and great calls he had. Like the my favorite, obviously, is when Kerry Wood knocked down Albert Pujols, and then the next pitch, Albert Pujols has a home run, and he has an iconic call. Um, but yeah, it's, it's obviously incredibly sad. And Cardinal, man, Cardinal Nation, something essentially like take that big boy or something like that. Or I don't remember. Take it right on that I, knockdown pitch. Yeah, I love when he would always call Albert big boy. That was always my favorite. Like I love that. Um, yeah, like I said. Since I was like five, I've been listening to Mike Shannon. And it was, a, it was every summer night was Mike Shannon, Jack Buck for me. So, you know, that was, that was a sad day yesterday. Absolute legend. Cardinal Hall of Famer. I mean, Mr. St. Louis. I think he lived in Glen Carbon. Glen Carbon or Edwardsville. He lived over in that area. I know that one of the guys I played high school ball with dated his daughter uh, for a while. I think when they were in college. And you say go over there and at like 9 a.m., he'd be heading out to the lake with like a fishing pole and like a six pack of beer and just like was like awesome to everybody to to be over there. So um, sad day for the Cardinals. Also kind of pit, fucked up that the Cardinals didn't win yesterday for that. Like you would think maybe let's get a little more inspired. Put that on them though. Don't put that on them. Um, that's not that's not how that works. I don't think. Um, here, all right. Well, I don't know how to transition from that because it's difficult to do. And we're about to get. Out well, of I think there's only one transition. And that's what we get out of here. Um, well, we, no. We, hold on. I, hold on. Yeah. I wasn't done talking. Um, it's a tough transition, but I think we need to make it because we didn't, we didn't pick a player of the series. Oh, I will. Juan Yepes. Okay. Well, you don't even know if he's going to be there. So that's a bold. That's right. I still think even if he's not there, he'll be the most valuable Cardinal over the next three days. He he won't hurt them. So, okay. No, Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go Paul Goldschmidt because he's the only human I have faith in right now. Him and Montgomery. So you combine them. Can I pick Goldie and Montgomery? Picking a pitcher and a hitter. I think both of them hey, will be we, great. What can we go ahead and extend Montgomery maybe now? Why would he do that? Right, that's fair. But hey, we chose Miles Mike. Hey, so let me good. get let me make he's been good lately though, too. So let's be fair. But um, hey, let me go stick with this 10 and 19 team when I could make more money and go anywhere else. Okay, Scott Boris client. Let's see if that happens. Right. Right. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, okay, so Juan Pez and Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, we're both saying one and two. Uh, boy, 
my how the time my how times have changed as two weeks ago i would have said i would have said easy sweep that's what i would have said actually not even three days ago i would have said easy sweep they beat me down this much in three days do you remember that just a month ago roughly we were at ballpark village drinking high noons at the pep rally like getting so excited about how uh this team was going to just dominate offensively and here we are, it's and I know that there are peripherals that look really good. And you know, you that if you if you are the the glasses half full guy, which I appreciate massively, but it, you know normally are. But if you are, that's what to look at is that the tides will turn, like the the numbers say that they will. But my glass isn't half full or half empty; it's shattered on the floor. Got it. Someone Got came it. and knocked. Well, let's out get of my out hand. of it. Let's get out of here on that. Did you get that from Bob Euchre? Was that a Euchre one or no? But that sounds like something you would say. Yeah. Or Yogi. By the way, Yogi movie coming out. Can't wait to see that. That'll be awesome. The the documentary on Yogi. Looking forward to that. Another legend from St. Louis. Um, okay, so here we go. Here's what we got. Go watch the Cardinals. Go go to the games. Or don't. Because you're gonna or don't. Well, no, go to the games because you're gonna see five Hall of Famers. If Wayne knows when Wayno gets called up. We'll see. Is I mean Nolan you, out of his prime. He's he, Nolan's all yeah. You're, you're gonna see five Hall of Famers there. Go, go get to see Otani. We're going to get to see him in Houston. I'm excited for that and Trout. So that'll be fun. And then also hopefully maybe the Cardinals get hot at the right time. Uh, back home where we'd love to say they're great, but they're not. But that's what we need them to get great. It's they're a new month. home than on the road. <laughs> Everything can change just like that. That's what we need um, right now. Like we need it. I, I posted a, t- a tweet yesterday of, of uh, Joe Boo. That's what we need. We need him, the cigars, the rum, and a, and a live chicken. And we need something like that to happen. Yeah, I, I then I, I don't know. I mean, I to play better baseball. Hey, play better baseball, please. There we go. Even bad go. teams All win right, series, we, so win a series. We will be back later this week, maybe on Thursday. Maybe on Thursday. Um, we'll see. It's got Jazz Fest going on. Down. We're going to a lot of concerts down here. It's awesome. This place is electric right now. Everybody's in town. It feels like it's been pretty cool down here to to see everything. Um, so we'll be going hitting some Jazz Fest shows and, and some after shows this week. But we will get in there because we got to talk about the Tigers coming to town. Uh, Tigers might be worse than the Cardinals. Nah, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, are they? Uh, listen, everybody, we'll get out, see some Cardinal baseball. Go watch Otani. Go watch Trout. Go watch go, uh, Nato get hot this week. That's what we need to happen. And then hopefully when we come back and talk to you, we were both wrong on our predictions. Not that they went 0-3, but that maybe they did take that sweep that Caleb usually predicts. Everybody have an awesome next few days. We will talk to you soon. Go Cards.